Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the ABA Law Student Podcast on Legal Talk Network. Uh, This is Fabiani Duarte here with my co-host, Madison Burke. Hello. And we're here hosting today's show, which is being presented by the American Bar Association Law Student Division. In this monthly podcast, we interview guests and cover topics of interest for law students and recent grads. From finals to graduation and the bar exam to finding a job, we hope this show is a trusted and valuable resource for our listeners. Today, we have the blessing and pleasure of interviewing representatives from the ABA's top sections, divisions, and forums. And so before we get started, let's have uh, Madison uh, just say a, a, a few words of welcome. Welcome. <laughs> All right. No, we're really pleased to be here and we're excited to get to know a little bit about each of you and each of your sections, divisions, or forums, and hopefully be able to provide some information to help law students. So here's how today's going to work. We're going to do this in a, uh, a rapid round rabbit type of uh, round, okay? We got two minutes to win it. So as you guys probably know, the new law student division membership is now free for law students, which is amazing. But that means they only get to have a cap of five entities to choose from, right? They can only choose from the 64 sections, division, and forums to get involved in, only five. So we want to ask you three questions in two minutes, all right, for you to answer. Number one, who you are, what section, division, and forum you're in, and why they should choose you, and what type of uh, meaning does your SDF have in their life as an attorney? Name, where you are, and why it matters. All right, and first up, we got Lacey from the uh, YLD. All right, and I already answered two of your questions, so why don't you do it in two minutes? Go ahead. Thank you. I am Lacey Durham, the 2015-2016 incoming chair of the Young Lawyers Division. Uh, One of the reasons why law students should get involved with the Young Lawyers Division uh, is networking. It's a natural progression for law students to want to matriculate over to a peer group that's more like-minded with them and it's not as daunting as some of the other sections, forums, and divisions. In addition to that, uh, the Young Lawyers Division is a great breeding ground to develop leadership skills. And so we have over 36 committees uh, in which law students can take advantage of once they become members of the law student division. And finally, I believe one of the uh, additional benefits of being involved in the young lawyers division is the opportunity to really hone your skill set in your practice area and develop yourself so that eventually you can become a young lawyer expert in uh, in an area. So we welcome law students to naturally progress over to the young lawyer division, we know that law students and young lawyers are the future of the association. So we welcome you. Wow. And look at you. You are, you still got like a a minute left. You are amazing. If you had to choose a spirit animal, what would your spirit animal be? If I had to choose a spirit animal? And if you have anything to add, you still have about 45 seconds. Sure. Well, let me let you know, first of all, YLD is free and it's not included in one of the five sections. So that's, that's a plus in and of itself. And if I had to be a spirit animal, I think I would be 
How about a lion? I love very it. Very strong wow. and ferocious. Right. I love Lacey it. Lacey the yes. lioness. All right. <laughs> very good. Well, look at you. With still time to spare. Thank you so much, Lacey Durham from Wild D. All right. Victim number two. You are up. Ready, set, go. All right. I'm Mary Cannon Veed. I'm from here in, in the Chicago area. And I'm here as a representative of the tort and insurance practice section, uh, which we usually call TIPS. There are two kinds of, of divisions in uh, the ABA. Some of them are about who you are and some of them about what you want to think about. And mm-hmm. TIPS is the latter category. Uh, as a young lawyer, the most important decision you probably make and the most important campaign you probably go on is to get really good at something that allows you to attract clients and develop expertise and actually do some good in the world. And the tort and insurance practice section, if you happen to be interested in either torts or insurance and the, the intersection between the two, it's a very broad scheme, mm-hmm. is a great place to do that. Um, it's also it is not the largest section in the, in the ABA, and as a result, it's very welcoming, it's easy to get into, and it energetically seeks out law students, that's why I'm here, and also young lawyers to help them find their way to getting real expertise. I edit one of the magazines for the tort and insurance practice section. Law students tend to like that because it's got all kinds of useful information for them where they can see what, you know, what real law practice looks like and what people have to deal with on a daily basis. We have, I think, 25,000 members. Um, so that is a lot of people that you can network who are potential um, referral sources or job sources. Um, and uh, it, it's, uh, but, but most of all, I think it's a place where you can grow as a lawyer and get to be really good at specialized areas of law that can keep you busy and amused for the rest of your life. Wow. Hey. 30 seconds left. Uh, is there an example of an attorney that you think just kind of portrays the, the best of tips? My cousin Vinny. (laughs) (laughs) I am unfortunately not a a movie person, but there are, actually one of them was here tonight, Dick Samarjan, Mm -hmm. um, was the former chair of the tort insurance practice section. And um, And we'll look him up because your time's up. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Very good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tips. All right. And next up, we have victim number three, and your time starts now. Hi, Fabiani and uh, Madison. I'm Michael Spector, and I am uh, from Washington, D.C. Although I've lived everywhere, I've been, uh, I started out as a public defender in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, was recruited to come back to Washington to work for the federal government. I'm here on behalf of the Law Practice Division. And the Law Practice Division, which used to be called the Law Practice Management Division, basically deals with what you need to know to run a practice, a successful practice of law. I don't have to tell all you students that, you know, it's, we are in very, very challenging times. It's maybe the most challenging time since, uh, since I graduated from law school, which was a while ago. And mm-hmm. as I tell my students, and I teach at the University of Baltimore and also at American uh, University, Washington College of Law, we're in a time right now where things are in such flux and are really changing. Uh, the technology, as you all know, has come so far. And uh, you've got to know how to use it. You've got to know how to market yourself on the internet. You've got to know how to market yourself on social media. You've got to know how to use an iPad in trial. You've got to know how to use a smartphone. Um, These are things that I didn't have to worry about when I got out of law school. The most important thing that I had to know was how to use an IBM Selectric typewriter. (laughs) And, you know, uh, and, and, you know, we we all come. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I look at Mad Men and I see, oh, that's my old office there. But, you know, it's very, very interesting. And, And, you know, 
you really need to be up on what's happening. We're there for you. We have the largest selection of, of books and publications. Uh, and as law students, hopefully you've been getting for free our webzine that we've been uh, supplying to law students in law schools. And we just hope that you join. We're here for you to turn your law, legal education into a successful law practice. Wow, just oh. right out of the two-minute mark. Amazing. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. All right. And up next we have... I'm Bill McLeod. I'm the vice chair of the antitrust section of the ABA. And if you would like to be involved in the cases that take you from Tokyo to Rome, from Paris to New York to Washington to California, we are the section for you. What antitrust law covers is everything from global price-fixing conspiracies to mega-mergers of global corporations to unfair competition, which means the biggest advertising battles in the world are fought by the members of our section. As soon as you join the section of antitrust law, you will have one of the best magazines you will ever read on the law. That is the antitrust magazine. There is a tremendous social media site that allows you to keep up with the developments in antitrust. And we have meetings, including the largest international assembly of lawyers every year that occurs in Washington in the spring. And it is going to be a tremendous opportunity for our lawyers to meet with the enforcers, not only the head of the Federal Trade Commission, the head of the Antitrust Division of the Department of Justice in the United States, but also the leaders of the competition authorities from around the world. 3,000 attorneys will come to Washington for our spring meeting, and we have complimentary admissions for a very select number of law students. You will learn about practicing law both in hometowns around the country, in Washington, D.C., in New York, and you will be able to meet people who do the same sort of law in capitals around the world. So the section of antitrust law is the place where you will learn the kind of law that begins in law school but ends any place on the world. All right. Yeah, just sneaking in under there. All right. Very good. Slick Billy. All right. Very good. That sounded like the start to a Tom Clancy novel at the beginning there. I know. I know. In a world. All right. Very good. Uh, so next up, we have our victim number five. Go ahead. Hi. I'm Jim Feldman. I'm the chair of the criminal justice section of the ABA. I practice criminal defense law in Tampa, Florida. And we would welcome you in the criminal justice section. We are what we consider to be the unified voice of criminal justice issues. We are equal parts defense attorneys, prosecutors, judges, law professors. We try to tackle what we think to be the cutting edge issues in criminal justice. We try to look at them from a balanced approach. And uh, we welcome law student involvement. We really do feel that we have opportunities for just about anyone to get involved in what we do. And we think what we do is very interesting. We will tomorrow be announcing the formation of a task force on body camera law uh, and whether or not law enforcement officers should use them. Uh, we're very proud of that task force. We'll have representatives of all of the major organizations of law enforcement and prosecutors, as well as civil liberties and, and uh, the defense bar represented. And that's how we approach things. 
We recently completed a national inventory on the collateral consequences of conviction, uh, which we're very proud of. There's really so much going on in this section. I hate to even try to summarize it all. I I do thank Legal Talk Network for the opportunity to uh, be here. I appreciate the fact that they recognize I have the perfect face for radio. (laughs) And uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity. And we hope you'll consider joining the criminal justice section. If you were stuck on a deserted island... You still have 30 seconds left. I do? Okay. I can't and get off And you could only easy. have one item. What would it be? Well, I'd probably want some food. Maybe a cow. <laughs> Very practical wow, answer. Wow, full cow. Oh, my gosh. All right. And still 10 seconds. But that's uh, that's our Any seasonings for the cow? Well, I'd <laughs> use it for milk. Uh, maybe oh, okay. maybe uh, if I could work a chicken into it, too. Oh, okay. my gosh. Uh, Very well, good. Well, anyway, so, uh, yes. But but we have more to do than just a desert island in the criminal yes. justice section. Yes, great. All Plenty right. of work. All right, you're going to attract law students just for your uh, your novel uh, choices there. All right, very good. Thanks, James. I appreciate My it. My pleasure. Thank All you. All right, criminal justice system. All right, excellent. Oh. oh, and there's the buzzer. All right, and next up we have... Captain Tia Hooper of the United States Air Force JAG Corps. And I would just like to say, I mean, let's keep it short and sweet, as we young attorneys like to do, because I am part of, or I'm one of the delegates for the Young Lawyers Division. And our goal is really on the cutting edge of the legal career field, right? That's what we do as young lawyers. And what better place as a law student to be a part of than the Young Lawyers Division, the, the Wild LD, which is really the place to be. That's what I like to call it. And I'm going to keep it short and sweet because we know what we do as young attorneys. We are the wave of the future. And I have no problem answering any wild question that comes from the panel. I'm just proud to be a wave of the past. (laughs) (laughs) James with Criminal Justice weighing in. All right. Very good. Wild questions. Uh, If you had to choose, what would your Patronus charm be at Hogwarts? Oh, (laughs) I would have to say, you know, I would actually make my own. All right. Yeah, if we had to do that, I would make my own. And I like the idea of the C-130, right? United <laughs> States Air Force JAG officer. I love the C-130. That's how we get our troops around the world. Perfect. Wow. So uh, you still have about a minute. What do you think would be a, a strong hashtag to summarize uh, some of the values that YLD bring to the lives of law students? Hashtag the future of the legal career. All right. Very nice. Well, we'll just wrap it at that. Short and sweet. Madam Brevity over there. Excellent. Absolutely. Thank you, Captain Hooper. All right. And uh, next up we have... I'm Captain Megan Malone. I'm a member of the United States Air Force JAG Corps, but here for this purpose, I am a member of the Standing Committee on Armed Forces Law. At the Standing Committee on Armed Forces Law, or SCAFL, we provide a check and balance to each of the sister services. So if you are at all interested in military issues, national security issues, sexual assault in the military, or any of the things that you read in the news, to be frank, you should be consider being a member of SCAFL. This is an opportunity to meet with the most senior members of each of the JAG Corps across the Department of Defense, hear about the things that they're doing, and affect change from the ABA to the Department of Defense. It's also a great place to learn about the amazing breadth of practice that our military attorneys are doing across the world every day, from a deployed environment to here at home, particularly our young lawyers. 
That is true. All of our uh, military attorneys, most of them, frankly, are under the age of 35. And, uh, and there's great opportunity there to get a, a great work experience. Yeah. So, uh, so let, me, let me see. If I, if I want to do criminal justice, should I join your team uh, or should I join James's over here? Uh, well, frankly, uh, <laughs> criminal justice is the backbone of military justice in our core legal practice. So every new JAG attorney gets an opportunity to represent the United States of American court from day one. So the answer is join both. <laughs> join both. <laughs> okay. I mean, you get to pick five, right? So it would be a great way to join both. And leave room for the Young Lawyers Division, of course. All right. And, and Bill, you're not going to stay silent over there, right? No, I'm not going to stay silent, but if you're planning to do any price fixing, stay away from JAG. Those attorneys <laughs> will have their way with you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those are fighting words yes. over there. I'm not going to lie to you. The Air Force JAG is a place that if you care to practice contract law, we are the home for you because we are definitely benchmarked as the best branch for the Department of Defense from a contract and fiscal law perspective. Look at that bounce back. Within the two minutes, you know, taking some jabs and responding vigorously. Very nice. Captain Malone, thank you so much. And up next we have... I'm David Rosker. I'm an assistant chief counsel for environment and regulatory reform at the Small Business Administration Office of Advocacy. Mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> In government, the longer title means that you actually have less responsibility. <laughs> So tell us about the value you can add to law students. Certainly. I'm representing the section on administrative law and regulatory practice, which is uh, the study really of how the federal government and federal agencies make our laws and the rules that uh, govern uh, that, kind of, that rulemaking process. We like to say in administrative law that everybody does it. Regardless of your substantive area of interest, you are going to be practicing administrative law. Uh, I have uh, expertise in environmental law. I do a lot of work with the EPA, but what I do is regulatory practice. It is working with EPA on how those rules must be crafted in a way to protect the public, in a way to protect my, uh, my constituents, small entities. We work with a wide variety of stakeholders and try and educate them on what the regulatory world is. A person who comes in understanding how the federal government works, how laws are made, starts with a leg up on trying to use those laws to their benefit. There, there is no question that individuals uh, that have a generalist flair, that know how to apply tools across a wide range of disciplines, have a leg up. Well, our section represents the tools that make for federal policymaking. Wow. All right. Very good. Ten Just seconds. Ten seconds to oh. spare. All right. Beautiful. Right. In my free time, I work with uh, JDRF, which uh, advocates for finding a cure for type 1 diabetes in the interest of my son. All right. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Well, That's great. Very good. Very good. All right. And next up, we have... Barbara Gislason from Minneapolis, Minnesota. All righty. And so tell us, why do you matter in the lives of law students? And why should that SDF be one of the five that we should pick to join? 
I think that law students go to law school because they want to do something that matters for the world. And when I was a law student, I wanted to be one of those people, and I had the opportunity to found Animal Law in the American Bar Association. I'm the actual mother. (laughs) It's the ABA TIFFS Animal Law Committee. To my left is the incoming chair. It has been a phenomenal group of people, including law professors like Joan Schaffner and Rebecca Huss from the beginning. It is one of the most dynamic and exciting groups in the ABA, this TIFFS group. Every single year, to the surprise of TIFFS, everyone's winning awards for everything. Everyone's publishing books. This is a group of people that's on fire. They are doing what environmental law did last century. It's happening in animal law right now. People have pets. There's malpractice. The veterinarians don't have to pay non-economic damages. There's pet custody disputes. There's not one law in the entire country that gives a judge discretion to make a decision in the best interest of the person or the animal. It's still property-based law. The laws need to change. They're out of touch. Pets are in the family. It's a great opportunity. And I see that I have how many minutes left? You have uh, 45 seconds left. And now that I see that I have 45 seconds left, I want to say that law students... There's more that they can do in the animal law than just read a book on property rights. I think that the really great thing about law students is they can reimagine the law. The kind of thing that is happening right now in this country with the efforts on the non-human grade apes with habeas corpus is that law students have helped this guy figure out how to get rid of habeas corpus for chimpanzees in front of the people. And students can do those kinds of things. And it's a neat job. Awesome. awesome. Right Thank under you. the two. Holy cow. Change the world. David, what do you have to say about that? Is that are, the old, are they the only section that can uh, change the world? Huh? <laughs> they certainly have their mission and they certainly have their passion. But I would have to say that every section does have a mission and every section does have a passion. But at the end of the day, it's still administrative law that will make it happen. Oh, man. <laughs> Holy cow. Very and well with a done. a title like his, you got to believe him, right? <laughs> well, I have to say that administrative law does not work so well with dangerous dog hearings, and I could go on about that for a long time. I do a Break lot of that up, work. You two. Break it up. Break it up. <laughs> Hands off. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, no. That's great. That's great. Well, interesting. Well, maybe we'll get back to that. All right. So next up we have... Yes, my name is Bonnie Lutz, and I'm the chair-elect of the Animal Law Committee. I actually practice administrative law. Um, That's what I do for a living. I represent veterinarians in administrative proceedings. I also represent shelters, many private shelters in California. I'm very involved with the humane welfare of animals, but what we're looking at with the Animal Law Committee now, too, in addition to what Barbara like started, which I give Barbara major kudos for starting this committee, is that we're looking at the big issues. You know, we're looking at the orca ponds down in SeaWorlds. We're looking at what just happened with the killing of the lion. We're looking at um, wildlife being in our urban areas. You know, what do we do with them? Do we just shoot the coyotes? Do we shoot the foxes? Do we shoot the wolves? What do we do with them? And we're also looking at the whole issue about the wild mustangs, and that's a huge issue. We want to be able to address every animal law issue in this country. 
And even, you know, we're a very diverse com committee. Some of us eat meat, some of us don't eat meat. Um, that really doesn't matter. It's all about how we feel about humane treatment of animals. So what we're looking at th the next two years is humane treatment of wildlife. That is, again, a huge issue because of the urban encroachment of coyotes and wolves into our environment. I have a place at Mammoth in California. Uh, bears are a huge issue. That's something that we're really looking at. We're also looking at zoos. We, look, we constantly look at zoos and circuses and whether the animals are being treated humanely. But for all you law students, there is a place for you. No matter where you stand on some of these issues, there is a lot of law to be done on this issue of how we treat our animals. All right, time is up. But I have to ask, if you had a spirit animal, what would it be? My Akita. All right. Wow, very good. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, so up next we have... Judge Bernice Donald, I am a judge on the United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit, and I'm the incoming chair of the criminal justice section. And I also am really involved in our section with the protection of the rights of the human animal. Uh, as you might know, we in the United States currently incarcerate more than 2.3 million people. Our section is comprised of judges, lawyers, defense attorneys, prosecutors, and academics. And we work on policy issues. We work on actually pursuing justice. You know, laws are not self-executing. We have uh, an incredible number of laws. We have gone over the last probably 50 years from having something on the order of about three or 400 criminal laws at the federal level to now having something on the order of 4,000 federal laws. We are, we are criminalizing more conduct. And sometimes there seems to be a disconnect between uh, Congress's vision of what they're attempting to do and the unintended and oftentimes collateral consequences. So we work on major projects. We are the section that really people go to law school to participate in. I know that sometimes as people are in law school, they get uh, different interests, but I think everyone who contemplates a career in law envisions making the world a more just place for all of the people in the world. We are about equality, we are about efficiency, and we have been contacted by the U.S. Justice Department to help in a project called Clemency Project 2014, where we're working on trying to get some relief for the onerous laws of people who are in jail for minor drug offenses. Come to criminal justice, you'll get an opportunity to be hands-on, you'll meet anybody you've ever wanted to meet, and you'll feel good about doing the work. All right, thank you. We're hot. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm inspired already. <laughs> oh, 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 we got, we got, we got a rebuttal. We got a rebuttal. No, it's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's not a rebuttal. I mean, I would just like to tag on that we're looking at the, which is sometimes referred to as the One Health Movement or however you want to look at it, but we need to look at criminal justice in conjunction with also how our people are being trained to deal with dogs. I mean, we have a program tomorrow that deals with training 
of um, law enforcement, when it has to do with how they, what they do when they go out to a site and there's vicious dogs. So that's another whole issue that we're dealing with in our Animal Law Committee that ties in with how do people treat like pro criminals and illegal behavior. All right, very good. The Animal Law Group got a got a rebuttal. How about you, David? Any any final thoughts? Uh, once again, I will only say again that administrative <laughs> law, everybody does it. Everybody does it. Oh. And criminal justice, everybody should do it. Oh, <laughs> yay. Drop the mic, Judge. Drop yay. the mic. Thank you so much. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of our program. I want to thank the representatives from the various sections, divisions, and forums for the ABA that came to speak to us today and explain to us why they matter in the lives of law students. This has been another edition of the ABA Law Student Podcast. I'm Fabiani Duarte. And I'm Madison Burke, signing off. Thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember, U.S. law students at ABA-accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBar.org forward slash law student. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.